Father, I thank you today for the hand of the Lord on me, the anointing of God, the ability of Almighty God. Now, Father, on the other end, I thank you that you're giving understanding and clarity today, simplicity, that we may see truth in the word of Almighty God. And today, we give you honor and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Romans 16. 25th verse said, Now unto him that is of power to establish you or get you established or give you a solid footing. Amen. The word establish there means to settle permanently, not just off and on, off and on and up and down. You know, most Christians are up and down just according to whatever comes down the pike. They're happy one day if they're blessed, and if it don't look right the next day, they're sad. Up, down, sideways, anything else. But you know, God made a covenant with Abraham, Genesis 17, 7, and he said it was an everlasting covenant. In other words, it's a permanent covenant. Amen. Galatians 3.29 said, Now if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, not the curse. So this word established means to settle permanently. It's a permanent thing. Amen? Amen. It's not when you fail or when you're good, bad, do wrong, do right. Whatever you face, nothing to do with that. It's settled by the gospel, the good news, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Word established means to settle permanently, to confirm, to fulfill, and fix permanently. So now let's read it again. Now unto him that now unto him, Almighty God, that is of power to establish you. Now it's him giving you this permanent. He's the one made the covenant. He's the one made the gospel. He's the one that offers the pearl of great price. He is the one that's offering the deal to the world. Amen? According to my gospel, Paul writes. Well, what does he mean by my gospel? Paul got the x-ray of the cross. Paul got what happened in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. What they what happened behind the scenes in the spiritual world that handled every problem in the physical world. Now he got that and he wrote it. He said, it's my gospel. He went on to say over in Romans, the second chapter, he said, the whole world be judged by my gospel. So that's pretty bold talk, ain't it? Amen. So he says, now in him it's of power to make a permanent covenant with you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now has been made manifest. He said, now my gospel is going to manifest this thing. My gospel is going to reveal this what God has already done, not only for the Christian, but for the whole world. Do right. you know, 
Every person in the whole world, sins have been forgiven. Every person in the whole world has already been saved according to God. Do you know hell's going to be full of folks that were saved? God died for the whole world, for God so loved the world. See, we had never told the world the good news. God's done forgiving you. God ain't holding nothing against you. God has already established something for you. All you got to do is receive Jesus Christ. That's all. We've had them trying to forget sin, trying to get forgiven, trying to quit this and trying to quit that. You know, we ought, we ought not try to clean them up. You know, it'd be a terrible thing to clean a fish up before you skin him. We need to wait till we get him in church and skin him and then clean him up. Amen. Amen. God has already skinned them. He's done everything it takes. He said, now unto him that's able to give you an everlasting to settle this thing permanently. It's settled. God's for you. God wants you established. What do you mean established? In this gospel, the mystery of the gospel, it's been kept secret since the world began, but now it's been revealed. Well, what is he talking about? Establish you in what? God's plan for man. What God has accomplished in the crucifixion, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. You went through a divine process. God has made a complete man. God has what he wants. They don't know it. The church world don't know it, so how can the world know it? If the church world don't know what God's done, how are we going to ever tell the world? For God so loved who? The Christian? No, the whole world. See, praise God. What God, what Paul said this mystery was, it is the finished work of Christ. It's finished work. God don't have to do anything else. You know, people think, well, I've got to come up higher. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, if I'm not pleasing to God. lady told me, graduated from best Bible school in the world. Talk, called me last week and said, you know, I don't know why I can't, be, can't get healed. I must be out of the will of God. Well, if you stop and think just a minute, the whole world's out of the will of God. And they get healed. You can get, get heathen healed quicker than you can most Christians. See? Why? Because they don't know any better. They, all they know is what you tell them. Amen? It's when people's been indoctrinated in religion, and this religion they got indoctrinated in is everything against the Word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. The Word of God, God is totally for you. His mercies are new every morning. There is no sin held over your head. Hallelujah. Jesus paid for all sin. Past, present, and future. Hallelujah. Well, we're scared to preach that because we would have to take our altars out of the church, everything else, because we keep them down front squalling about three times a service. We have rededication service. All kind of things like that, praise God, to keep a person 
sin conscious that he is a failure and that he has missed being perfect in front of God. Well, God's got something in there called the no-fault clause. If you mess up, he's got 1 John 1, 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not afraid of failure. You know, I've heard folks say, well, God can't look on sin. He turned his back on Jesus. No, he don't. He, ain't, he sees you. He ain't scared of sin. Don't nothing scare our God. You know what? He's looking straight at sin, the sin nature, and applied the blood of Jesus, and it's already been handled. Hallelujah. 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 So, what is this mystery Paul's talking about? He said this mystery is the finished work of Christ. What Jesus Christ accomplished in the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Who and what God has already made you right now. You know anybody knows who, who they are right now? There ain't many. There's not many. Hallelujah. Not when you get to heaven. See, we boil this thing down. Well, this Christianity is about where you're going to spend eternity. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Bless God, the minute you get born again, God already wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. They already there. It ain't about heaven. This thing's about living down here, living out of the kingdom of God right now, displaying the life and nature of God right now, living out of God's blessing right now. So Paul called this thing my gospel. In Acts, the 20th chapter and 24th verse, Paul said, I preach the gospel of grace. That the whole world is going to be judged by this gospel. What? That God was in Christ, reconciling, restoring the world to favor, paying for all sin, setting men free. Kind of like Martin Luther King used to mention an old uh, uh, colored spiritual. Free at last, free at last. Good God Almighty, we're free at last. <laughs> free at last, folks. You're free. Free to what? Serve the living God and don't have to labor under a sin conscious, a failure conscious. Praise God. Paul said he preached the gospel of grace. Grace simply means this. God's doing everything needed to get you saved. God done everything to get you saved. The word saved is in the Greek, the word S-O-Z-O, sozo. C.I. Schofield, Baptist theologian, said the word sozo means saved, delivered, healing, preservation, and soundness of mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you know you can have the mind of Christ and get to thinking like God thinks? He wrote us a Bible and said, look, this gets you thinking around the way I think. Hallelujah. He said, your ways ain't like mine. Your thoughts aren't like mine. But they can be if you, that's why he sent us the Bible, to think like him. I am now a son of the Most High God. I am not got a failure, sin conscious. I got a righteousness conscious. That what Jesus accomplished was enough. I don't need anything else to be pleasing to God. Well, I'm trying to live the best I can where I please God. Well, I ain't. I'm already pleasing. Well, you just saying you can sin and do what you want? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, bless God, I don't want you sinning 
for one reason. Sin will make a coward out of you. When you go to pray and when you're in faith and believe in God, you'll shrink back and won't believe Him right. I don't, I, I don't want to sin. I'm not going get, to get over there and sin. Why should I? Huh? Well, God's grace will cover it. Yeah, it'll cover it. Blood of Jesus is already covered. But I don't want a sin conscience. I want a righteous conscience. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So, grace, he said, I preach the gospel of grace. Grace means God's unconditional love with no strings attached. What kind of grace? Unconditional love. Yeah, but if you sin, what? You mean your sin's bigger than the blood of Jesus? You mean your sin's bigger than Almighty God? God was in Christ hugging the world, restoring the favor with Himself. See, we've never preached the gospel. We've preached, you know, hell ain't half full, you know. You know, God awaits. Hell's waiting on a sinner. Hell was made for the devil and his crowd. It wasn't made for you. God made heaven for you. And he said, I want my will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, he don't want you afraid of him. You know what a fearful Christian can, can do? Nothing. If all you done is got scared of hell and come into the kingdom of God, you ain't got nothing but a fearful Christian. God wants you to know you're a righteous man. You stand before him because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You stand pure, holy, and sanctified in his sight. Yeah, but Brother Sullen, I fail so much. Uh, uh, I don't bother God. You know, in the Old Testament said, a righteous man fails seven times and gets up eight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I seen Muhammad Ali get knocked down and got up and won the fight. <laughs> God don't mind you falling down. He don't mind you getting knocked down. He don't want it. That ain't his best. But blessed be God, get up. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you got the God that created the universe living on the inside of you. You know, you may lose the battle, but we ain't going to lose the fight. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Grace is God doing everything it needs for you to be set free. Praise God. Turn with me back to Romans the third chapter. Romans the third chapter. Look in the uh, 24th verse. The 23rd verse, everybody reads that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's right. All have sinned. But guess what God did? 24th verse. But being justified freely. See, let's don't center up on the sin thing when it's handled. Sure, all have sinned. Sure, all have fell short of the glory of God. But 24th verse, but being justified freely. How? By His grace. That's God doing it all. You ain't got to add nothing to it. Amen. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus paid for it all. Praise be unto God. Justified means made righteous. Freely. How? Freely how? By God's grace alone. Not by how you live. 
Well, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be pleasing. Well, all that's good. That's, you ought to. But blessed be God, your redemption depends on one thing. His name's Jesus. He was enough. See, if you get that in your thinking, the minute you fall, the minute you fail, the minute you sin, man, you'll confess that thing and head on. Paul said, I don't even look back. I ain't looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm pressing on towards the mark for the prize. It's a prize out there. What is it? Living out of heaven with God right here in this earth. Praise God. Where every need is met. Praise God. Justified how? Made righteous. How? Freely by the grace of God. Look at the 26th verse. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, God's righteousness, that He might be just. You know, God had to do this thing just and justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. How did God have to be just? Well, he couldn't have just took any man. He had to have a pure, sinless man. Someone said, yes, that's why he had to send his only son, and Jesus operated here. No, he operated here in this earth as a man. A man went through a process in this earth and never did sin. Can you say amen? Never sinned. And so therefore, God was just in putting Jesus on the cross for a sinner because a sinless man stood for a sinner. Hallelujah. A sinless man stood for every sin. He was just in doing it, therefore he justified everyone that received him. Hallelujah. You as just as Almighty God is. God made it so. See, so you need to get that in your thinking. When you go to prayer, he said the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto his prayers. Who's he going to hear? A righteous man. Well, who is he made righteous? Every man that received it. You've got to receive the gift of righteousness. Well, I've sinned so much and I've failed so much. See, people have been taught sin so much that they center up more on failure and sin than they do in what God did in Christ Jesus. Can you say Amen. Grace is God's total redemption that he handled in Christ. Done handled. He said, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just. You know what just means? That means nobody can disagree. Nobody can disagree. Listen to him, 26 verse. To declare... God said, I'm declaring something. You just. I'm declaring. Can't nobody disagree with that. So you just and you, he's just in doing it. You've been justified when you believe in Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Turn over to the sixth chapter of Romans. Someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Sixth chapter, the first verse. See, people get in their head, if they don't watch what I say, they'll say, well, just everything's all right. Everything's lovely. I just do any way I want to. If I want to get drunk, I'll just get drunk. Lady called me not long ago, got mad because I told her, she said, well, you can't sin now. I said, can't. How come he mentioned you can sin? 
He's got forgiveness of sin. Uh, uh, that's for a Christian. That ain't for sinners. The world's been forgiven. They just don't know it. We ain't never told them. Sixth verse. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Huh? Barclay's translation. Are we to keep on sinning so that we may be more and more forgiven? Hudson said, grace leads to a holy life. See, now listen close to me right now. If you get a hold of this, you'll be in good shape all the time. There's the blood sprinkled on the mercy seat that is speaking better things than justice, better things than guilt, better things than failure, better things than sin. Jesus' blood did not cover your sin. Jesus' blood annihilated the sin problem. Now, if you sin, the blood's speaking better things than justice. Well, if I sin, I've got 1 John 1, 9. If I sin, then blessed be God, hallelujah, I've got something to forgive my sin. If you couldn't sin, then it wouldn't be no use forgiving you of sin. Well, I can't sin. It's a scripture over in 1 John over there. said, he that's born of God sinneth not. See there, you can't sin. Well, I looked it up, looked it up. Tell people. It said, he that's born of God does not habitually sin. Another one said, he that's born of God does not wallow in sin. Another translation said, he that's born of God does not continue in sin. I don't intend to continue in sin. I do not dare sin for the simple reason. I don't want something on my conscience. You go to God and need a, need a prayer answered and you got some sin in your life, you ain't going to believe right. You know that? You ain't going to believe right. You ain't going to believe, well, I know he forgive me, but, see, that's why I don't sin. Sin make a coward out of you. Hallelujah. Hudson said, grace leads to a holy life. See, praise God, praise God. Second verse. Well, read the first one again. Romans 6, 1. What will, shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul writes, God forbid. God forbid. Amplified said, certainly not. Another translation said, what a ghastly thought. Richard said, of course not. Of course not. Anybody thinks, well, oh, it's all right, I just do anything I want to. Something wrong with you. Say, your cheese has done slid off your cracker. Say, right. your elevator ain't going all the way up. Right. Amen. Amen. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. You can still sin. But he's got the answer to it. What is it? The blood of Jesus, and you confess it. You confess it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me over to 1 John, first chapter. Hebrews, Peter, James, and John. John, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going a little bit slow this morning. I'm not trying to preach. I'm trying to get this across. I want this settled. 
Now, the reason I want it settled is because we send out so many of these tapes and CDs that I don't want folks to misunderstand what I say. Now, it's a lot of teaching out there right now. The whole world's forgiven. That's true. Well, some folks take it a little bit further. The whole world's saved. And God's already saved the whole world. That's right. But they're going to go to hell if they don't receive Jesus Christ. It's not a sin problem anymore. It is a sinner problem. You get the sinner to Jesus and he receives the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's totally annihilated from any wrong. Past, present, future. Not, well, you know I was doing pretty good till I sinned the other day. Well, it's paid for. Yeah, but I, you don't know, I've done it on purpose. It's still paid for. Well, I knew better than to do it. Yes, you did. Now you a numbskull because you've taken and done something that's made you a coward. You know, if I stand up and jump on a grizzly bear, I want to know somebody's backing me up. Amen? Now, I can, whoop, I can whoop a grizzly bear for a little bit, but that thing will get you, man. And that's what sin will do to you. You keep fooling with it, it'll get you. Amen? Shall we continue in sin? Said, because this grace is so free. God forbid. One translation said, that's a ghastly thought, ain't it? Well, that's out there right now. Everybody, everything's lovely. Everything ain't lovely. You got to get a man to Jesus. Amen. All right, 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Guess what the rest of it said, and. And, what you got to say, and? Well, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from half our sin. Oh, I misread that. And Jesus' blood cleanses us from most all our sins. Jesus' blood cleanses us from our past sins. Well, that's what we preach. Well, when you get saved, He'll forgive your sins. But now, if you do it in heaven, you know, you, 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 we got altars down here at the front where we can squall you out. You'll feel better. And we'll keep you sin conscious instead of righteous conscious. That the blood of Jesus was enough to handle every problem I had. I don't have to worry about sin anymore. It's paid for past, present, and future. Well, what if I sin? Confess it and head on. Confess it and head on. Forget those things which are behind and press on towards the mark for the high calling of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I'm going to read that again. I want you to get that clear. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. A-L-L, all. I looked it up. You know what all means? All. It don't mean half. It don't mean two-thirds. It don't mean in the future. It don't mean in the past. It means past, present, and future. What a great salvation we got. We don't have to live under condemnation. I can walk boldly unto the throne of grace and do what? Obtain. I can get anything God's got. How come? Because He's made me righteous. He's made me holy. 
He's made me sanctified. The blood of Jesus was enough. It don't take nothing else. Well, you know, God can't bless you if you don't live right. That's a lie. He's unblessed the whole world. See? Well, I can just go on saying, God forbid, man. Don't live like that. Grace is God's ability to keep you from sinning. Now unto him that's able to keep you from failing and present you faultless before the throne of God. That's what the G- Jesus' blood done for you. Jude 24. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Eighth verse. Now what's the blood of Jesus did? Cleanse you from all sin. Eighth verse. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. See? If you say you, sin, you ain't ever sinned or that you didn't sin when you did, you're a liar. Well, what am I going to do with it? Ninth verse, if you confess your sin, faithful and just forgive your sin, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Tenth verse, if we say we've not sinned when you've sinned. See, he's not writing this to sinners. He's writing this to Christians. Unto him, brethren, Unto him that sanctified, unto him that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all sin. He's writing it to us. See, 10th verse. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar and the word's not in us. If you miss it, you missed it. See, I know people that, that, that they believe in one ditch or the other. I know some Pentecostal people believe if you sin, you lose your salvation. And so if they sin, they won't admit it. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. Yeah, you lied. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't lie. I didn't do it. He said, don't say that. If, you've, if, you, if we say we've not sinned, we make him out a liar and his word's not in us. Yeah, if you sin, admit it. Confess it. And head on like the blood of Jesus was enough. Don't hang around sin. See, if you got a sin conscious, all you'll do is repeat the same thing. You'll never get out of it. But I've been made righteous. I can walk in the presence of God, a holy God, as I've never heard the word sin. Praise God. So, John, that seventh verse, cleanse us from all sin, mean it's paid in full. Paid in full. There has no more payment for sin. There is no more payment. You cannot do anything. Well, you know, you're going to have to pay for your sin. You are. Who told you that? That spewed out of hell. Jesus done paid it. Jesus done cleansed me from all sin. Praise God. Praise God. For us to keep a clean and bold consciousness. John 1, 9. Confess your sin. Keep your conscience clear that I'm not a sinner. Well, I sinned a while ago. I done some. I cussed. I said something wrong. I, I said something I shouldn't. I, re, I, I gossiped. Forgive me, Lord. Head on. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but I should have done this. I should have done. Forgive me, Lord. That keeps you a clean conscience. Know that the blood of Jesus has already been applied. Praise God. First John two five one, two one. Read that again, my little children. These things I write unto you that you sin not. He don't want you sinning. 
But if a man sin, if any man sin, we have an advocate. We have a lawyer with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You know, he don't lose any case. How come? Because the blood of Jesus Christ was accepted by the Supreme Court of the universe. That means you're justified. You are made righteous. You are sanctified. You are, you are. How come? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. They accepted that and God became just and the justifier of them that he died for. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he is the propitiation for our sin. And not for ours only. Listen to this. This Bible, King Jimmy, King James, and he's the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also the sin of the world. What part of the world? The whole world. Have we ever preached the gospel? Huh? We've told folks they're an old sinner. We pray with them to get saved and we tell them, now you pray that God will forgive you of your sin. He's done forgive you of sin. All you need to do is receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Can you say amen? Man, them Baptist folks would like this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said he was the propitiation for our sin. That meant the sacrifice. That meant his blood alone. Propitiation means this. Now listen close to me. God's now got a gracious attitude only. He ain't got but one attitude towards you. What is it? Grace, unconditional love, no strings attached. Jesus was the propitiation. It appeased God. It satisfied God. God's totally satisfied right now. It ain't nothing you can do to satisfy God. Well, if I get saved, that, he's done been satisfied. Blood of Jesus is enough to satisfy. Well, what if I fail? He's satisfied. Confess it and head on. What if I miss it? Confess it and head on. What if I sin? Confess it and head on. Don't hang around sin, hang around God, hang around His righteousness. Jesus' blood was a propitiation. Now listen to this again. And He is a propitiation. He propitiated this thing. It satisfied God what Jesus done. He satisfied that was enough. He satisfied. Well, I'm going to try to satisfy God. Well, Jesus done done it for you. My healing depends on Jesus. My salvation depends on the work of Christ. My prosperity, my no matter what, depends on one thing. It propitiated. God's now got a gracious attitude towards me. Grace, 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 grace. Unconditional love, no strings attached. Nothing. He's for you. One thousand percent. Well, he can't bless you if you sin. He's done blessed you and you was a sinner. Now listen to him again. And he is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. <laughs> That'll blow hole in, in religion. That'll blow hole in religion, I say. Amen. 
If religion didn't have some sin to preach on somebody and scare somebody with it and scare some with a, someone with hell, they wouldn't have. They, that ain't good news, folks. The gospel's good news that God was in Christ. He's done restored you to favor. You know, an idiot would not accept the favor of God. You know, someone whose bread's not done wouldn't accept what Jesus Christ has already done for him. Amen. This is the simplest thing in the world. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So now, there has been a propitiation. Now, God has a gracious attitude only. He ain't mad one day and glad one day. He's not counting up your sins and holding them against you. Do you know that? Amen. That's good news. You don't understand how good a news that is. You ought to hear most preachers preach. Now you, you think, blessed be God, but folks don't know that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God has one attitude only, grace. God has one attitude against the sinner. Do you know that? Grace. 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 Paul said the whole world is going to be judged by this gospel of grace. How much God's already done for you. You know, he, Jesus said the whole world's going to hear the gospel as a witness. Then the end's going to come. You know, the world ain't heard the gospel. You know why? Because the Christians don't even know what we're talking about. They still preach to folks about being a sinner. Two kinds of sinner, a saved sinner and a lost sinner. See? You can't go nowhere thinking you're a failure. You know, when I was in the sixth grade, about Christmas time, we hung some mistletoe over the door and a lady named Miss Hines, she was a sixth grade teacher, and she come under that door, and I got on, I was a little short, fat boy, and uh, I got on this old tall boy, James Norris's shoulders, and when she come under the door, I kissed her on the cheek. It just melted the old woman. She didn't favor much, and she just melted her heart. And you know, I became her favorite. And I can look back. I know one time, one time, this boy was a lot taller than me, and I, I couldn't hit him. I, I was fighting. And, and so I just grabbed him and bit him. And I bit a plug out of him and spit it out on the ground. And you know what she did? She asked that boy, what did you do to make him do that? It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault because I'm a favorite. I done kissed her. She looked like Dracula's sister. Do you understand that? And I done kissed her. She is in love with me. She thinks I'm the stuff. Amen. Amen. She'd do anything. I'd do anything I want to. You know what she do? She stood up for me. Well, that's what God's did. I don't care what Satan done, what you've done, anything else. God, you are his favorite. 
You are his favorite right now, and I can get every prayer I want answered. I can walk in the presence of Almighty God anytime I want to, and I can get anything God's got. He said it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Lord, Lord, we've been running around praying for stuff God's already given you. Do you know that? Lord, I've got to pay my rent. Well, he's done met that. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I know it, but you know, my little child was born such and such. God's done healing. Who his own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin. We've been dead to that. God annihilated that part of it. We should live under righteousness. The rest of that verse says, and by his stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. I ain't got to pray God do something like that. Hallelujah. I ain't got to pray God save somebody. He's done saved Uncle Ned. What am I going to claim what God said? This whole promise is unto you and your whole household. Yeah, but this is done wrong and he won't live. I don't care. Claim what God said is yours. Give God an avenue to come down to bless folks. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me if you will. Let me read that one more time. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, you wouldn't have to confess something if you couldn't sin. Well, I can't sin. I'm born of God. Yeah, you can sin, but don't wallow in it. Don't make it a habit. Don't make a career out of it. Huh? Confess it. And what? He's faithful and just to forgive you sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's writing us Christians here. This, ain't, this book wasn't written to sinners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn back to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Just back a couple of books. Tenth chapter of Hebrews. Well, ninth chapter. Going back to the ninth chapter. Hallelujah. Ninth chapter. Start in the twelfth uh, verse. Neither by the blood of goats and calves. Old Testament sacrifice. Not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered how many times? Every time you sin. How come he could do it once? If once wasn't enough, he'd have to go back every 15 minutes for sin. Do you understand that? Sin is paid for. Yeah, but I've sinned since I've been saved. Well, confess it and shut up. You bragging on yourself or something? Well, I smoked a cigarette the other day, Brother Buzz. You don't know what. So what? Confessing head on. Yeah, but I want to quit. All right, ask God to help you with it. How come he don't want you to smoke cigarettes? Because it's a sin? No. Because they ain't good for you. They will kill you. Even the world knows that. See? Well, he don't want me drinking. And I took a drink the other day. I drank a Miller Sody. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've been saved, but I don't. Confess it and shut up. You, want, you got a problem with drinking? Confess Say, Lord, help me. You know what? It'll make where you can't even smell the stuff without getting sick. Amen? One of my boys is dipping snuff. What? Copeland, hey, no, big bear, a bear, something. I don't know. I had a picture of a grizzly bear on it. He said, I, I can't get it. I said I, said, I wake up in the morning wanting to dip that snuff. I said, well, if you want me to, I'll pray for you. I was going to Magnolia. 
And I said, I pray for you, and you won't never want another dip. He said, pray for me. I laid hands on him, prayed for him. I said, Lord, if he ever takes another dip of snuff, make him sick. I was going along after that, and he said, man, I want a dip of snuff. I'll get you one. Help yourself. Man, he run that lift out there and poured him a dip of snuff, and he said, stop this thing I got to throw up. I had to stop at a dipsy dumpster. I thought he was going to fill it up. Mm, mm, mm. God will help you with the stuff. How come he don't want you to dip in snuff? It'll rot your lip off. Well, that's a big sin. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. God, you know God thinks your sin's paid for? You want help? He's a helping God. You know it's mercy to get out, get out from under them cigarettes. Them things is tough, son. Hallelujah. I've seen folks smoke ears after they, they, they got saved. You know, some folks say, well, they ain't really saved. They saved as you can get. Amen. I know folks that lied after they got saved. I know folks that gossip. You know, gossiping, talking about folks is, is worse than dipping, smoking, drinking, doing anything. God said he hates them folks that gossip on folk. Amen. If you ain't had eight or ten real good lies told on you, you ain't doing nothing for God. Do you know that? Amen. Hallelujah. Ninth chapter. Now listen to him, 12th verse. Neither by the blood of God, ghost cat, but by his own blood, he entered how many times? Was once enough? How about accepting the word of God rather than what religion tells? Well, God can't look on sin. He can't. He sees the world. You think he's one-eyed or something? I was cow sale one time. They run an old horse in there as one-eyed horse. And the auctioneer said, Who, whose horse is this? Old, fella, old country fellow stood up and said, Hit's mine. Said, Hit's mine. Said, He's one-eyed. He said, Yeah, he can't see but half his troubles. <laughs> well, bless God, God ain't one-eyed. He can see all your troubles, all your sins. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it ain't bugging him one bit. You know, God don't get mad and glad. He said, he's the Lord thy God. I change not grace. Grace, unconditional love. I can't help it. Well, that goes against my theology. Well, I can't help it. Won't you change your theology? You know, every time, you, you know what theology is? That's some high-minded fella giving you his theory of something he can't prove. Kind of like Darwin's theory and his theology. We've accepted Darwin's theory like you come from scum, you know, come out of scum and an amoeba and kept coming. Hallelujah. How come some more of them didn't keep coming? Huh? We accepted Darwin's theory and you know where he died? In the mental institution. Amen. Died in the mental institution. I don't believe I'm going to follow no idiot. Amen. Amen. Asked a woman one time about, about some of this. She's, she is secretary of a church. And I asked her a question. She said, well, I guess it's because we come from monkeys. What do you mean? What do you mean? 
told a fellow one time, I said, I asked him, Chester, how come you look so much like a monkey? He said, well, when my mama was carrying me, a, 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 a monkey run at her. Yeah. I said, no, that monkey didn't run at her. He caught her. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's crazy. That's an idiot. Do you know that? Do you know that? That kind of thinking. That, well, that, where'd they get it? They had to get it from them preachers. Amen. Well, you know, when I come up, I asked Eddie, ask my folks, ask my preacher, how come black folks are black? Uh, God cursed them. He put a mark on Cain. Well, that's the biggest idiot lie. You know, it ain't but two races of people saved and lost. I don't care if you're black, white, green. I don't care if you, I don't care if you half yellow and the other half purple. Do you understand that? If you're a child of God, it don't matter who you are. See, we need to get a thinking out there that's right. God has been just, and he's the justifier of them. That means me. Praise God. Now listen to this again. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once. Once was enough into the holy place. What did he do? Having obtained. What did he obtain? Eternal redemption. Who for? Them that live just right? No, for us. For God so loved us that was in this world. If he loved them as in this world, guess how much he loved you. Hallelujah. 13th verse. For if by the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of heifer sprinkled the unclean, sanctify to the purifying of the flesh. See, that's all they had. They didn't have spiritual cleansing in the Old Testament. 14th verse said, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, what will it do? Purge your conscience from dead works. You trying to do it. You trying to please God. You trying to accomplish favor with God. You trying to get holy some kind of way. Trying to get clean. Purge your conscience from dead works serving the living God. What did he say he wanted? He wanted to purge your conscience. You understand that? Purge, that means cleanse it. Amen. Purge, purge, purge. You know what that means? How many of you know what black draw is? Huh? That was a purgative when I was a kid. And my aunt, she had mental problems. And she thought, because she took black draw, she thought everybody ought to have black draw. And so she put that black draw on me. I'm five, six years old. I'm telling you right now, it'll set you free. I'm telling you, it will, it will cleanse, every, I mean, everything. Past, present, and future. Amen. God wants your conscience like that. He wants it purged. What? That you don't try to do something pleasing to God, doing a, knowing the blood of Jesus was enough. What a great salvation. No fault in it. Praise God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Look in the uh, 10th chapter, first verse. For the law, the Old Testament, was a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things. These can never 
with those sacrifices, goats and bulls and what they had to sacrifice, offered year by year, continuing to make the comers therefore perfect. It can't do that. See, the Old Testament couldn't. Hallelujah. Second verse, for then would they not have to cease to be offered. See, they had to offer this once a year, every year, every time they fail. Kept them, it kept them sin conscious. Said, because that the worshipers once purged, uh-oh, black draw, should have no more conscious of sin. Do you understand that? Ain't you thankful for what Jesus done? If I sin, I run to him, confess it, and head on. I don't hang around it. Well, I've sinned. I can't come to church. I can't get around other Christians. I can't go to God right. I'm just got a failure conscience. Lord, I'm just such an old sinner. See, and people's taught that. You're just an old sinner saved by grace. See, they taught that. See, I'd like to meet that fellow that thought that up. He need to be whooped with a dead armadillo. Do you know that? Been dead on the side of the road about three days. Can anybody say amen? That's caused the body of Christ to be a failure. See, Christianity don't even resemble the Word of God. Christianity doesn't been boiled down to a bunch of do's and don'ts. You see a blind man get healed, lame man get healed, deaf man get healed, someone with cancer healed. Say, my God, how'd that happen? Amen? That ought to be the normal thing in Christianity. Without miracles, you ain't got nothing. You know you ain't going to believe for a miracle if you've got something on your conscience. What did he say? He should purge your conscience. Should have no more conscience of sin. Now let's read that one more time, second verse. For then would they not have ceased to offer. The Old Testament didn't work. Blood of goats and calves didn't get it done. Because that the worshipers once purged. See, he said he wants your conscience purged. Should have no more conscience of sin. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Well, what does he want? He wants you to have a righteous conscience. Amen? Look down to the 10th verse. He said, by the which will we are sanctified. How? Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. How many times? Once for all. He ain't got to go back. That was enough. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Look back in the ninth chapter of Hebrews while we're close. Look in the 26th verse. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. Jesus, if you, you know, if it didn't work, if the sin hadn't been played for, listen, then he should must be often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, what's now? That's right now. Now is the time on the cross, past, present, future. Now, but now, once at the end of the world, the age, or the age, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. My God, my God, my God, my God. Failure don't bother God. It bothers preachers. Sin don't bother God. He believes the blood of Jesus was enough. Can you say amen? amen? What did he do? Put away sin. 
Is that in the Bible? Is that Bible? Did he put it away? How? By the sacrifice of himself. So get the sin business out of your thinking. Get a righteous, purge your conscience from you dead works trying to please God. How'd you get saved? By grace was you saved through faith and that not yourselves gift to God. Can you say amen? Praise God. Living Bible said he came once for all to put away the power of sin forever. I like that translation. He came once and for You know sin can't have dominion over you. Do you know that means sickness too? That means cancer, high blood pressure, amen, arthritis, nothing else. He came to sozo you, what? Heal, deliver, soundness, and preservation. Praise God. Barclay said he came to wipe out sin through the sacrifice of himself. He wiped her out, folks. I hate to tell you, you ain't got nothing to squall about now. Well, I'm just a failure. I've just sinned. See, it's not a sin problem. It's a sinner problem. See, John 10, 10, why did you come, Jesus? Forgive your sin? No, I come to bring you the life and nature of God, God's DNA. I come to offer you the kingdom of God. I come to bring you the pearl of great price. I come to give you God's best. I give, come to give you that you're a favorite with God. I done kissed Dracula, folks. I'm a favorite. Yeah, but what if you sin? I'm telling you, I bit that boy. Spit meat out of my mouth. She blamed him. Well, you the one bit him. Do no wrong. I confess it and head on. Miss Hines, I done it. Yeah, how come you made him do it? See, I'm a favorite. I'm a favorite. Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Praise God. I'm going to read you a translation too. So God was in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world a favor. Now listen to this. Amplify it. It was God. Say out loud. It was God. It was God. Say it loud. It was God. Hallelujah. I want you to say it loud where folks on this CD think I got 10,000 coming this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was God personally present in Christ. God was in Christ on the cross. What did he do? Reconciled and restored the world. What? To favor with himself. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. And committing unto us the message of reconciliation of the restoration of favor. Has the gospel ever been preached? Have we ever told the sinner God's already forgiven him? We ever told the sinner, we ever told the world, you done been made a favorite with God? You tell me I'm a favorite with somebody. I like them folks. You tell me God's offered me the biggest deal in the world. I like him. Huh? Yeah. We've told them about God's going to get you for that. God's going to open the book when he sees what you've done. Hallelujah. Man, he's up there with a the ball bat. He's going to knock a home run with your head. See how ignorant that is? That's dumb. 
He's going to open the book of life and say, look there, there's your name, the Lamb book of life. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. I appreciate what you've done. Now listen to this. Barclay translates that 2 Corinthians 5, 19. The fact is that God was acting in Christ. What for? To turn the world's enmity, being an enemy, to himself into friendship. That he was not holding men's sins against them. And that he placed upon us the privilege of taking two men who are hostile to him this offer of his friendship. Have we ever offered friendship? You know, God's a friend of yours. He wants to help you. See? Instead of God's going to get you for that. Amen. Amen. We got a privilege. Living Bible said, For God was in Christ, restoring the world to Himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message He has given us to tell others. God in Christ is extending grace, His unconditional love, for God so loved that He gave. Amen. Listen to this, Cotton Patch, Clarence Jordan's translation. said, God was in Christ. What are you doing in Christ? God was in Christ, hugging the world to himself, no longer keeping track of men's sins. He ain't keeping track of them. Well, God's, you know, listen to me. That's Santa Claus keeping up with who's naughty and nice. Huh? And he's at the North Pole. He ain't down here where I'm at. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. See, we mix religion up with some of that fantasy. No, God's not keeping up. Listen to this. God was in Christ, hugging the world to himself, no longer keeping track of man's sin. Another translation, he says, no longer counting men's sins against them. He has given us the good message to tell others. We need to tell others, God ain't mad at you. God's for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. While we're close, turn back to Colossians, the second chapter. Colossians 2, 2. Let's read another scripture or two. Did Jesus cleanse us from all sin or half of them? How about past, present, not future? Oh, we better not tell folks that. Folks will be sinning. God forbid what a ghastly thought. I ain't living under sin. Yeah, but what if I sin? I confess it head on. Colossians 2, 2. That their hearts may be comforted. Won't your heart comfort? Being knit together in love and under all riches and of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledging of what? Of the mystery of God. Paul said, I preach the mystery. What? God ain't mad. God's for you. God's extended grace. The mysteries run uh, reveal. What is Christ in you, the hope of glory? Do you know God ain't going to live in a sinner? God's not going to live in sin. He's handled this thing. He cleansed us from all sin. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 said he was in Christ. He was in Christ and he made him sin to be sin for us who knew no sin that you could be made the very righteousness and holiness of God. Praise God. No sense of guilt. 
no sense of sin. The gospel of grace. Free at last, free at last. Good God Almighty, we're free at last. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did you turn me off, Doug?